0: This is 680 CJOB. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Main Ingredient. I am Kevin Bergen. I have a special guest host today. Her name is Krista Hall. I dragged her into the studio. Krista, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here and I want to know why I'm here.
0: Well, it's because we're talking about chocolate and beer. Two things we both love, right?
1: Love chocolate and beer.
0: My guest is Amanda Green, who is a former principal dancer at the RWB, but now spends her time making chocolate. She owns a company called Melt Chocolate Company. Amanda, how are you?
2: I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: This is my friend, Krista Hall. She likes chocolate and beer, too.
2: Perfect. chocolate and beer. We're in good company. So the
0: gang's all here. Thanks for coming out on a cold winter night. So maybe you can start by telling us a little bit about yourself. How does a dancer go from dancing to chocolate? Let's hear the background.
2: Okay. Well, it's a long story. we no, got time, I'll man. It, we got time. I'll keep it short. Um, I was a dancer, professional dancer for 13 years with the Royal Winnipeg Ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lucky enough to make it to the top ranks of principal dancer. And I was a principal dancer for, I think three, four years. And then I got injured.
0: Hang on. Was the intent of dance always to become a principal dancer? Yes. Or you started dancing and you realized you liked it and then it became serious.
2: Well, I, start, I moved away from home when I was 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are I you think. from Winnipeg? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm from Alberta. Okay. So both my sister and I were accepted into the school here at the Royal Winnipeg Ballet. When that, that life
0: is always kind of, str- it, you know, it's, it's just a totally strange, strange life. It is strange. Absolutely.
2: Right? Yeah, it's like any athlete though, any athlete that's serious about their sport and... They, they do what they need to do, right? right? Yep. Like that 10,000-hour rule, right? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so my sister and I moved away from home when I was 10 and my sister was 12. And I was lucky enough to have my sister with me. And my parents were amazing enough to let us both go. Wow. And I think the only reason my parents let us go was because my uncle was actually drafted way back in the day for the Habs. Yep. And my grandfather said, "No, you have to go to school. You have to get an education first, and then you can go play play hockey and have fun." Yeah. And he missed his opportunity. He never went. He never played for the NHL. And I think my dad saw how much that hurt him, and so he didn't want that to happen to my sister and I.
0: <laughs> how dare he make him go to school? No, right,
2: get <laughs> like, an education. Like, come on,
0: <laughs> no, you moron! <laughs> how dare you?
2: <laughs> so we left. We laughed and. I have to be honest, my first year, I hated it. hated it. I was so homesick. And it was back in the day, you know, you had your calling cards and, you know, you'd write everything down on a piece of paper. You'd get to call home once and you'd blurt it all out. And then you, okay, bye. My calling card's done. And that was it. Like that was my communication. That's like a thousand years ago. I give a one hundred percent. You know what I mean? You're, you're bringing
0: me back. So. You're bringing me back. Actually, right.
2: but it's now like nowadays, kids are so lucky. They have Facetime and Skype, and you know, you can really connect and on a regular basis. You never disconnect. Yeah, never, ever, ever. Right. right. Um. So that was that was my livelihood when I was ten, and my sister and I were very close. Mm-hmm. And after that first year, my my parents were amazing, and they said, you know, if you want to come back, come back. Anytime, like no pressure. You can't, you don't have to stay if you don't want. No, no, no. I was very determined and I was close with my sister. So I stayed and I stayed put for seven years, I think. Wow. So six, seven years. I can't remember the timeline. I'm getting old. (laughs) But I, but I essentially started in level one and I was 10. So sixth grade, I think it was. And I went through up until I think 10th grade, 10th, 11th. And then I decided for many reasons that I needed a change, and I had an injury at that point, and my sister was graduating from the school, and so I said, okay, you know what, I think this is time for me to move on, and I went down to the States, and I finished my schooling there, Mm -hmm. and I was there for a couple years, danced in the States for a bit with a company out there, and then kind of lost my path a bit moved back home with my parents and and then I kinda of picked dancing up again. I think I was eighteen. You're still a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Still Very young. I was really, really lucky yeah. to have graduated early and got all my schooling and stuff done. And yeah. I called the director Andre Lewis here and I said, Hey, you have a job for me? <laughs> I'd like to come back to Winnipeg. And I did the audition process and he hired me and i stayed here throughout my entire career. So I mean, I started as a an apprentice and I moved my way up. So you have different tiers. So you have an apprentice and then corps de ballet, second soloist, first soloist and then principal. So every company ranges in in their ranks. Yep. Um, but this is how RDBB works. So I was really lucky to have made it to the top and it was a lot of a lot of years, a lot of dedication and And then I fell with a really, I didn't actually fall. It was just a series of events that led to a really serious hip injury. Well,
0: think of how much that hip is being used over the course of, you know, since you were 10 doing that seriously, right?
2: Absolutely. I had some, I mean, I was really healthy. I I always kept like, when I moved away from Winnipeg the first time, Mm -hmm. I had a minor foot injury that was not a big deal. And then I, yeah, I accumulated this hip. And it kind of festered from like a little tweaking of a knee in one of my shows. It was a big season for me. I had a new partner, which usually indicates more rehearsal time, you Mm -hmm. know, getting, you know, that relationship on track. And yeah, I kept pushing through, pushing, pushing. We got to Nutcracker and everyone always is uh, injured during Nutcracker. So, you know, people intense. Yeah, it's just it's a lot just of work, a, a lot of dancing. A lot of work. Um, we have a small company, so we're expected to do several roles, whereas bigger companies, you know, you do fewer things. Right. So there is a lot more stress on the body in that sense. And I think someone that year got injured. And so my partner and I had to, we were supposed to be done our shows and we had to go in and do the lead for one more show. And I just kind of, I don't know, my hip just kind of gave out what, at the very end of the ballet it's like, oh, that was awkward and weird. And I stumbled and, you know, you just keep pushing through adrenaline. And I did. I finished the show. I <laughs> get up into the middle of the night the next, like that night uh, to go to the bathroom. And I couldn't walk. Get out. My hip was just totally destroyed. Like, okay, you know, you know, sometimes you have aches and pains like that. You know, you just, you work it off, wear it off. You do whatever you do to keep going. Right. And it was one of those injuries that felt like, Ugh. But... We're going on tour with Romeo and Juliet, which they're now doing uh, at the concert hall this c- upcoming week. And, I, of course, I wanted to do it. I was doing Juliet, and it was a big tour for me, and, you know, I was really excited. And so physio said, well, there's nothing really wrong with you. Just keep going. Okay. So I did. <laughs> I kept dancing until I really physically couldn't. My last show mm-hmm. here was 2014, I think, on Valentine's stage. It's funny enough. And that was it. I said to my husband before the show, I'm like, something doesn't feel right. Like I just like, ugh, it's rough. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's the last time I ever was on stage. So I always say that like a little piece of me died on stage as Juliet, which I'm totally happy about because mm-hmm. I was at the top of my career and I was happy. I loved I loved what I did. And if I had to end on any note, in hindsight now, you know, I'm I'm happy that it ended on that that note. So I'm all tearing up over here I I mean it's been several years of like pounding the tears back you know a lot of mental capacity and lots of rehab Um,
0: we're going to take a little break so we can enjoy some of the uh, Trans Canada brewing beer that we have here along with our chocolate and continue our conversation with Amanda Green who is a former principal dancer from RWB who is now the owner of Melt Chocolate Company we'll see you in a minute Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. I have my friend Krista Hall here as my special guest enjoying some chocolate and beer. Krista, what's going on?
1: I'm enjoying the chocolate and the beer. This chocolate is beautiful.
0: Before the break, we were talking to Amanda Green, the owner of Melt Chocolate Company, about her time that she spent as a principal dancer at RWB and some of the things she went through.
2: After on J, nobody could really figure out what was wrong with my hip and we we did an exploratory surgery, which I knew all of the repercussions with that. Um, and as you said before, you know, like I was hypermobile, which means I'm super flexible mm-hmm. and the wear and tear in my hip would probably, and I still might have to get a total hip replacement, but we forwent that for right now. Mm-hmm. So I had an initial surgery. And I was missing a little bit of a ligamentaries, which is a, like a blood flow, little tendon, um, which apparently is really important in stability. <laughs> but my, my surgeon couldn't tell me if it was missing, if it was a genetic thing or right. if I had torn it that day on uh, on stage. So we did the initial surgery and I felt instant instantly better and lots of rehab. And we were actually coming. I was pushing back. To come back for truth and re- reconciliation, and I was supposed to be doing the lead in that. And I didn't quite get there. <laughs> I think five months later, after my initial surgery, I was in class, and I dislocated my hip. And that is basically what ended my career. Right. Um, it was an anterior dislocation, so it, it pinched my femoral nerve. And it was dislocated for like seven hours before they oh <laughs> put it
1: back wow. in. Wow, I laughed now because
2: that's that's like my my blanket, you know. No no. no. Yeah. I mean my I thank God for my husband. He's yeah. been amazing through this whole process. And with that I had severe nerve damage. I was basically paralyzed from the waist down for I'm gonna say like a good six months. And then I was shipped off to toronto area hamilton to get my second surgery and assessment done so i had a second surgery and again more rehab and i was like you know what i would like to have a life like i want to be able to walk after i've done this right for sure so i kind of tied my shoes up and so i was kind of lost until i found some new artistic outlet
0: Yeah, during the the romeo and juliet show Mm -hmm. obviously you hadn't tapped out then like no, you, you hadn't not. tapped out. You were, you were thinking, I'm going to get through this and move on yeah. to the next thing.
2: Oh, yeah, for right, sure. Because you it. always move on to the next thing, right? right? That's mm-hmm. the mentality that you're you're taught, and you just keep pushing. And I, I was a li- maybe a little bit crazy, and I pushed and pushed and pushed. Well, you know? all, all high
0: end athletes yeah. are a bit crazy. You kind of sure. have to be, right? To push yeah, yourself it's, through some, You have things. to
2: have that, that strength mentally in order to do your profession right, right? yeah i'm so. really
0: normal so i don't know <laughs> what that's like Totally same, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right so um let's talk about your chocolate how do you transition to realize hey you know what this is what i like to do did you grow up baking did you have a passion for it while you're dancing did you even have time for anything while you're dancing
2: mm, not really no i was pretty pretty focused um well you well, have to be Yes, yes, absolutely. Right. It was just like soul focus. I know lots of kids, like my husband for instance, he went to through university when he was still dancing. I don't know how he did it, but I didn't have time to do it. So Um, Some
0: people are like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, They bug me. They have to. They they can do everything at once. Yes, right? That was not me. I was (laughs) not a multitasker. My mom had a small chocolate business, and I would periodically help her. She didn't really do what I do now. Um, She did small, like barks and stuff Mm -hmm. at farmers markets, but she's a beautiful handcraft knitter, and that's that's her passion. She's retired from a nurse, and et cetera, et cetera. and so I think that kind of piqued an interest in confections. And but again, I didn't really have time to do any of that. I think one year the ballet was having a their annual and gala, and someone caught wind in the marketing department that I had kind of dabbled in chocolate, and they wanted me to make a box for the silent auction. I was like, well, I can't do that. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I did it. I made this crappy-looking <laughs> box of chocolates, mm-hmm. and... Really nice lady who's a huge patron of the arts um, bought it, and that kind of piqued another interest um, in the company at that time. One of my best friends was Belgian, and he bought me this beautiful confectionery book, um, and I would leaf through it. No idea what it was talking about. It was very technical, and it wasn't until I got injured when uh, I thought, you know what, I need another outlet. I, yeah, need, I time, need. Yeah, yeah, yeah sometime, I've got some yeah. time to recover. I was really like bedridden. And I started an online course with uh, École Chocolat. So that started my whole adventure. And I just I fell in love with it. Well, not at first. It was like my dance career. Mm -hmm. I hated it at first. And then, you know, you fell in love with it. You fall in love with it. Um, Because you want to be
0: good now. Yeah. Like I want to understand everything right now.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I was very much that perfectionist um, time frame, like mental capacity frame. And... God, I just continued to do courses and it, that's how my interest peaked. And what
0: was your intent then? You're going through these courses. Your intent is what? I'm going to make some chocolates for a hobby or I'm going to make a business out of this. Like, did you have and, any idea or just well, doing it? At
2: first I was like, oh, I could do this. You know, I could maybe work for someone. I could do confections. And then I really fell in love with it and I started doing more and more research. And I was like, well, why not? Why not do it? I, I felt like I had dedicated so much of my life to one career path, and I'm super fortunate that I've found a second that mm-hmm. I love as as much. And I don't know. I think when something tragic like that happens, you're dying to open that
0: thing, aren't you? Can we,
2: Do we open it? it? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> These reactions are going to be priceless. We're I gonna. hope. Let's
0: <laughs> open. Let's have a look. It's
1: beautifully packaged. It is. Thank
2: you. Oh, look.
0: Who designs the packaging? Um, Who designs your logo and all that kind of stuff?
2: My my logo had originally started with a friend of mine, uh, Eric Au. And and then I met up with Cal Britesky. That's a whole other story. Uh, how do you make
0: stuff? How do people even eat these when, they're, when they look know, so good? I know. They, they so look, beautiful. They look so good, they look fake.
2: I know. My slogan is, too too pretty to eat, too delicious not to. So um, The slogan like is true, Is right? <laughs> that little silver leaf on Yeah, it's on there. edible silver. So Very that's pretty. a vanilla, bean, and cacao berry. What
0: are What's the that? flavors that are all in there?
2: Uh, the vanilla bean. Oh, and you know, got a little map. Yeah, I have so a So usually legend. when I open
0: chocolates, the rule in my house is you can't, you get what you get. Oh, you can't okay. look at the map oh, there you go. and you well, just stuff whatever in your mouth. So nobody has a
1: nut allergy <laughs> in
0: your
2: house. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I oh, yeah. really design these boxes for an experience, for an overall experience, mm-hmm. right? It's not that box of chocolates that you open and you inhale. I want people to savor them you and enjoy them. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> you would <inhale, laughs> chocolate to a certain extent. But um, yeah, I really, I, I want it to be a full experience.
0: It's time for another break. But when we come back, we're going to get into the good stuff. We are going to taste the chocolate. Amanda Green, owner of Melt Chocolate Company, is my guest today. She's a former RWB principal dancer. Be right back. Hi, I'm Kevin Bergen. Welcome to The Main Ingredient. My co-host and I, Krista Hall, we're, are talking to Amanda Green, the owner of Melt Chocolate Company, and what led her from being a principal dancer at RWB to making chocolate.
2: How do people get them? How do you buy them? Well, I'm just, I am just have a small commercial kitchen, and I just do direct message um, via online, my website, or Instagram, Facebook. Uh, people will contact me, and I go from there. So... I decided not to go with the storefront as I didn't want that overhead and I wasn't really sure how it was gonna well, you
0: want to get, want to dip your, your toe in the pool first yeah yeah right? exactly See how
2: it goes. exactly and I you know I'm, I'm about building relationships with my clientele mm-hmm. and you know I like to hand deliver my product and I like to have repeat customers right. to me that's the biggest compliment and I do right now I'm really fortunate that I do have repeat customers and they know where to find me. So, okay.
0: okay, so when was the first time that you made chocolate and sold it for money? Who was the first person you actually sold it to and they gave you money?
2: Oh, God, I don't remember.
0: Who was the first person that tried chocolate that you made besides the one that you made for the, for the auction, for the, you know, for, the, yeah, for the fundraiser? That's Let's a say, really
2: good idea. All right, good question. Um, I have no idea. I honestly I can't I can't remember. I
0: got a million of these questions, man. I got a million. Of them. <laughs> no,
2: maybe I can answer your question. <laughs> okay, who
0: was the first person that you made chocolate for and they ate it? Like you made it and they uh, ate it?
2: Probably my husband. And what
0: did he think? Like you thought that was good or well, he's ah, pretty. you know this. what? I honest?
2: I really respect yeah, honest people. I have a couple friends out there that I pass off my chocolates, mm-hmm. especially when I was first diving into this. Yeah. Like, you have to tell me what you think of this flavor. Cause I, I like to think outside the box, you know, when he doesn't um, want it again, if
0: it's not good, he doesn't want to tell you it is. And then other people try and make a fool out of yourself. Oh no. Like, he, dude, yeah, you know, right? totally.
2: He tells me straight up. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is okay. Man. And oh, all this, sleep in the garage. <laughs> I remember I made <laughs> strawberry champagne one, one time and he's like, it's garbage. Oh, no, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but but then no, it wasn't it wasn't a strawberry champagne. Excuse me. It was a balsamic strawberry. Get and out of it. He didn't wow. like it at all. How did you is take the that? There's some neat flavors in yeah. the combinations. and combinations. Then like the cinnamon cayenne, right? Yes. Like it has a little bit of a kick. Um green tea Which one matcha.
0: Is that? It's the, okay, I'm getting rid of my gum. The Get, red and
1: white. It's the yeah, the red and white, and then the um maple and candied walnut and green tea matcha and vanilla bean and cacao nibs. Yeah. Beautiful.
0: The Is that a picture of you dancing?
1: There, it right? was, that's, yeah.
2: That's beautiful. But I didn't, oh. uh, you know what, I didn't originally want to put that in. Why not? And I don't know. It's funny. I really was torn between like do I tell people my background in history or do I just kind of let that go? Cause it was really, really difficult for me to, to stop dancing, right? Okay, but
0: you're letting it go in one way, but you want to hang on to it forever in another, right? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> nice party now. Yeah, for right? sure.
2: Um, so it's a topic of conversation for sure and, and I just, I, I like to bring that, um, story into topic to say that, you know, like, yes, I'm an artist and now this is my new artistic outlet. Bingo, right? 100%.
0: So, yeah, No, it's good
2: that path that life is gone it's amazing and now i'm on to the new one so
0: okay i want to try one okay
2: dive Which in you do it. Have, kevin?
0: i don't want i don't know i don't want to know the flavors i'm okay. going to do the old school way i'm going to pick the one that i there want there you
2: go Which i'm one going to go video's? with the black one okay <laughs>
0: no jokes <laughs> so the silver is edible
2: yes correct yeah don't worry no. i'm
0: not <laughs> trying to poison me here <laughs> no. go ahead kevin eat no. it Krista, <laughs> let's get out of here <laughs>
2: Is it creepy that I enjoy watching people eat my chocolate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's amazing. It, that. that one's the vanilla
1: bean and cacao mm-hmm. nibs. I'm going to try the cinnamon cayenne because I'm curious about the cayenne. It's really good. Thank you. They're just so pretty. And then the See, I know you
0: said you want people to... Take one and savor it, and I would stuff two or three of those in my mouth at the same time. That's mm. okay. That's allowed. Like she took a bite. I, I put know. The whole I in my mouth. know.
2: I was gonna point that <laughs> out. See, that's that's how I I eat my chocolate. I take then, a bite. But then, but you, you then it goes in your I teeth and stuff. I wanted,
1: <laughs>
0: right? Just if you put it in, in. Then you, you, you don't have to worry about that.
2: I wanted mm. to see what it
1: was like on the inside. Oh, I know. and, Ooh, and there's the cayenne mm, kicking yeah. in. Yeah. Mm, nice.
2: You're going to have a I feel like a
0: savage. Krista <laughs> ate it the right way. She bit it and looked inside.
2: There's Mm-mm. not a right way or a wrong way to eat chocolate. Sure,
0: sure buddy. Sure. <laughs> when you leave, you're going to go home and go, man, that guy is greedy.
2: No way. No way. <laughs> I literally sat down with people and they've inhaled an entire box. Oh, sure. I'm just like Are you kidding flabbergasted me? that they just did that. But you know what? I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you my deepest secret. <laughs> I'm not a huge chocolate lover. What? I know. <laughs> Are you serious? And maybe I found see, like, the best profession. I I have a true appreciation for really good mm-hmm. fine chocolate. It's mm-hmm. like wine or cheese, mm-hmm. right? Um, although I do admit that I do sometimes indulge in cheap chocolate. Mm-hmm.
0: We all do. Believe <laughs> me. We all Everybody, do, everybody yes. does. Come on, man.
2: But that's not my go-to.
0: But see, that that is a good thing,
2: that's, right? Because if you're I'm, making
0: chocolate, the last thing you want to do is yeah, eat chocolate it. all the time, right? <laughs> so that kind of if if you don't you like it but don't love it that'll keep you away from that but For you're sure. making chocolate that other people love
2: i still eat it i have to try it yeah, i have to make right. sure it's mm. to like my my liking okay
0: i'm trying one more i'm trying i'm trying the pink ones
2: this the one? green tea green,
0: green tea? tea
1: matcha that's one of my favorites is it i'm yeah. gonna have to try because the other one i i has one. i'm not one
0: biting it i'm, I'm <laughs> sorry
1: okay i'm gonna have one more too same one now you're gonna have to have a third one because you have to try the Oh, come on. Oh that one's good. That was good.
0: I really like that one.
1: I can't get it out of the, the well, That
0: means you can't have it then. Huh?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not that, eh? mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, it's nice and creamy. It's different. The
2: texture's different.
0: Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like the flavor. Very nice.
2: Um I wish that I had my salted tequila lime because oh. that is my most requested um chocolate. How, many, many, do like ha- how, many, yeah, how many do you have? How many flavors do you have? Um, I have a good handful now, um, but my salted tequila lime for sure. Everyone loves it. So if, let's
0: um, say someone wanted just a box of that. Can they get that? Yes. Or is it all assorted all the time? Yes, work?
2: but this, this is, um, what I would like to, like, program into my clientele is that, like, it is small batch. All I right. don't, I don't mass produce. And so for Valentine's Day, these are my, my featured, um, flavors. And then I'm going to be doing an event, um, at the WAG coming up. And then some pop-ups and stuff. So I don't have them red- readily available right. unless someone makes a, a custom order and it has to be over a certain amount for, for me to make it, right. make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to program my clientele to, to know. So, you know, to make sure that they get their pre-orders in and, and make sure that they're on the list to get a box.
0: We're going to take a pause for the cause. And when we return, we're going to talk about the flavors that Amanda makes for Melt Chocolate Company. Be right back. We are back. I'm Kevin Bergen, host of The Main Ingredient, and my co-host this week is Krista Hall, and she is curious how Amanda Green, the owner of Melt Chocolate Company, comes up with all her flavors.
1: So how do you come up with your different flavors?
2: What's your inspiration? I don't know. I sleep, and I dream these crazy concoctions, and I wake up, and I'm like, Eric! Gotta remember this.
0: (laughs) Go (laughs) to (laughs) bed. Go to sleep. Sleep. So
2: sometimes I'll write it down, but I don't have a culinary background. Like, uh, I don't particularly enjoy cooking either. I don't bake. Like, it's not really my thing. So the fact that. So hang on a second. uh, Hang on, hang on,
0: hang on. on. I know, it sounds absurd. You don't bake, you don't like chocolate, and you made these. How does this this work?
2: Some people say that I can cook. I don't know about that. You just don't
0: love it, but you like making these. You have a passion for this. Yes. For sure, crazy is
2: passion-driven. For yeah.
0: sure, yeah. It is. But I'm, I'm. I really. You want another one, right? You're a, <laughs> well, you know you want another one. I, I was feeling to, greedy because I wanted another one, but then I see you eyeballing one. them, and I'm like, ah, I don't feel so bad anymore. You have to have that one. Which one? That one. Is that the spicy one?
1: No, that's the maple maple and candied walnut.
0: You want me to have that one because you want the other one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> At least you're honest. Done.
1: Well, and I can't eat that one, so I'm gonna have the other one.
0: No problem. It's done.
1: I'm well, really This is maple and candied it. walnut. Yeah. Yeah. You still have to have a fourth one. You still have to have the. <laughs> you have to, the you have to one. try them all. There is them. no losing here. No.
0: <laughs> there really isn't. Right? You have
2: to try the. the I'm like just happy
0: the box isn't cayenne. bigger because that'd yeah.
2: be really, that'd be <laughs> Well, you still have to try my signature chocolate too. Signature There's chocolate? some in the box or There's the more? bag. Oh my God! What is that dude? I was gonna toss the bag. So this is. This is. Not very many people have had this. This what is, is, this? What is my, this this is my signature chocolate so it's um my own signature blend so i went to paris and worked okay. with yeah, um it's oh, right. actually three Thanks. three is it <laughs> yes. not three it is they're small they're small <laughs> they're do you want
0: some of your own signature <laughs> chocolate
2: <laughs> no i'm good thank you although this is that this is a just chocolate that i dive into oh okay i literally opened a bag and I kept popping them, like, oh, my God, OK, I have to move this bag over into the other room, otherwise I'm going to eat the whole thing. I gave a bag to my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm not even joking. The next day, he texts me, he's, oh, by the way, one kilo of chocolate is already gone.
0: <laughs> one kilo. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's
2: wow. 2 and a half pounds of chocolate. So this wow, is what you
0: use to make
1: your chocolate.
2: This is what I will be using. Oh, so okay. I didn't want to have to purchase expensive machinery to, to make and produce bean to bar. Um, I decided that I that wasn't really my my venture. My venture is to make pretty little bonbons. Mm-hmm. Um so I kinda left that process up to somebody else. And so I paired up with cackleberry, which is a big um it's really good, isn't it? Screwed, well I actually know. would so like screwed. to hear she's I-
0: talking, I'm not even listening anymore. <laughs> I'm like, man.
1: Christy wants more chocolate. <laughs> I can I can listen and eat chocolate at the same time. I've lots like, I of practice. We would really like to know what
2: your your, your thoughts it's are. It's nice. It's very nice.
0: Come on, man. We're eating half the bag. Yeah, what do you I think? <laughs> you need to speak here. Come on.
2: I I produced this with the intention of having a blank canvas. Um, I I one of my biggest pet peeves is when you go to a chocolate place and um, there there's a specific flavor and the flavor doesn't come through. Hmm you know, there's some amazing blends of chocolate out there. And sometimes the chocolate itself is so overpowering that the flavor itself, like the center doesn't come through. Mm -hmm. So I created this to have kind of like a not mute notes, but um, subtle, Mm -hmm. subtle notes so that my inside centers would come through, would resonate. Um, So I feel like I've achieved that. It's it's a little bit acidic. It's a little bit fruity. I I've done a blend. I had um, an opportunity to do single origin, and I decided against it. What's single did, origin? What does that mean? Uh, it means it's just from one region. Mm-hmm. So I did a blend. So my my beans are from Tanzania, Peru, and Santo Domingo. Um, so it's I've come up, and it actually was a really really cool process. So. With Cackleberry, they have a program which is called Au Noir, and this is where I've created my own. So, we went to Paris, and I worked with a food scientist, and we we had a series of events, uh, Skype dates, etc., doing blind taste testing, and, you know, I'd say, ah, I don't like that, it's too earthy, or I don't like this because of this, and we would narrow it down. So, I told um, the food scientist I worked with, Amelie, that I wanted this and this and this and this, and so when we went to Paris, we tried a bunch of new beans from all different regions and i said okay this is what i want so i created this this is a 73% cacao and i've also done a milk which i don't have yet but i will soon and uh, i'm hoping to launch it in a couple couple months so i'm just working on labeling and
0: hey you know what i'll be your tester I'll, I'll just throw that out there just for you. I'll offer that up. My services thank of testing you. your stuff for you. Yep. Right? I'll save, I, your, I'll I, save your husband the trouble.
2: Okay. Yes, <laughs> right? He'll thank me. Uh, so I kind of, I, I named my chocolate Enzo, um, which is a Buddhist symbol of like a continuous circle. Um, and it essentially means when one mind is at rest to create a fluid circle. So I thought that was quite fitting with the ending of my career and having that, like, tranquility to to transition and create again. So, and again, that influence of, like, Japanese um, traditions from back in my earlier days have also come through, too.
0: I dig it's it. Like man. a full
2: full You're circle, cool. literally.
0: Yeah. yeah, I dig it. I'm not no. smart enough or no. deep <laughs> enough to really, you know, you know invent something like neither, that. But
2: neither am I I honestly I'm surprised <laughs> that I came up with something like that when they first asked me. You know, you need to name your chocolate. Put like, Amanda Green. And they're like, no, no, you need like a name, a name. I'm like, what the hell am I gonna name? How, how did you no come up idea? with the
0: name? It is an awesome name, right?
2: I I don't know. It was back and forth, and I was thinking of naming it Juliet because that was my last thing. And we kind of bounced ideas, and then I think Eric. Eric's amazing. I wish you had met him tonight too. Should
0: have brought him, man. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Only he wouldn't, him. Eating okay? <laughs> no, he wouldn't be the chocolate. Say, listen, man. Nice to meet you. Don't touch my damn chocolate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he gets enough. He wouldn't. He wouldn't dare. Um, I honestly, I don't remember back and forth via text, and just something clicked, and I think it was something else, Asian related, and and then I was like, oh my god this this is it this is super fitting and it just made sense Mm -hmm. and i went with it i like it thank you very good
0: Okay, so where can people get a hold of you? Maybe you can give information about your website, your phone number, whatever you want to give.
2: Okay, well, my phone number is 204 298 4804. You mean your call? phone number
0: on the radio? I know. I know. It's okay. <laughs> you are screwed. <laughs> it's all
2: out there anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I may or may not pick up. No. <laughs> um, social media outlets Instagram, Melt Chocolate Co., uh, and Facebook, Melt Chocolate Company. I also have a website, meltchocolatecompany.com, so you can get a hold of me through any of those outlets. I'm featuring my Valentine's Day boxes right now, Yeah, Valentine's Day's coming up. Yes. What's that about? What do you got? Um, So, I have four different flavors. I've got three different sizes of boxes, a six-piece, a 12-piece, and a 24. And oh, 24, nice. yeah, it's it's a big. Why didn't you bring me a twenty-four? I know, of that? I should have, <laughs> mom, man. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Uh, so I'm featuring four four flavors: green tea matcha, uh, cinnamon cayenne gianduja, which is like a nut. It's typically made with a hazelnut, but I made mine with almonds. Uh, I have a maple and candied walnut, and a vanilla bean with coconut nibs.
0: Okay, so. How much time do people have to give you to order those Valentine's ones?
2: Well, I have a limited supply right now. So I typically try to train my clientele to do pre-orders so I don't overproduce. Uh, I do not have a storefront, so I will hand deliver or arrange pickup. Um, What
0: if you get slammed? What if we air this and you get slammed with orders?
2: (laughs) Well, I'd be grateful. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good problem to have, huh? For sure. So it's my first year in business, Mm -hmm. essentially. I mean, I've been kind of around a little bit, but this is the year to do stats and make people known. I'm here. I'm here and I'm ready and I'm doing beautiful bonbons.
0: Let's do that. Perfect. Thanks for coming out.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: That's Amanda Green, owner of Melt Chocolate Company, former principal dancer of RWB. Krista Hall, my co-host, thank you for coming out today. I appreciate it.
1: That was so much fun.
0: Yeah, chocolate and beer. You can't beat the chocolate and beer. Stay warm, everybody. I'll talk to you next week on The Main Ingredient here on 680 CJOB.
1: This is 680 CJOB.